We'll if just say we'll um, three words for each team. Okay, so that's a real challenge. So oh Jesus, okay. uh, three England. I don't know. What? <laughs> 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 You know, there was a real sense of a, a Hertfordshire Stambul going on, but... Um, <laughs> Hertfordshire Stambul. Luckily enough, Jesse... Where's it's supposed to be? How did he even say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Rondon physically is more like Hasselbank. He's as tall as Crouch and he's got a big... Yeah. For lack of better phrasing, he's got a massive arse like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank did back yeah. in the day. I mean, yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of like how Sean Dyke sounds, isn't it? That's kind of how Burnley <laughs> plays. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit brash. <laughs> Everything's right, a better right, option than Scott Hogan. I'm not going to rag on Scott Hogan. Again. Again. Quacking. Quacking. Hello and welcome to today's Action Replay Extra Time Podcast. My name is Alex Dunn and I'm joined here as ever by Ian Brennan, Luke Redmond and for the final time for both myself and our final guest, Gavin Quinn. Hi. It is our swan song on Action Replay, both for the podcast and in general, as both of us will be at awards ceremonies this evening, so we won't be catching the live show. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's an emotional occasion, to say the least, for me and you, Gav, isn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. I thought I didn't see, I wouldn't see this day, but sure look here we are, and let's just power through it before I start crying. We're not going to dwell too much on it in the introduction. Uh, we may well come back to our our year in review at the at the end of the podcast. But um, yes, yes, we definitely should. With a, I want to say a lack of uh, sporting action happening across the midweek period, but with the gap, the lull while the club championships are on. The Premier League midweek fixtures we will touch on briefly, but Ian Brennan has uh, something that he would like to say in um, regarding this week's uh, College View back page. Isn't that correct? Um, well, all I will say is that it it looks suspiciously different to the to the previous editions. <laughs> um, I know Luke designed the back page, and you did a good job, in fairness. But you know, you had to you had to put a pull quote in. I've I've never seen it's very it's rare. Not, it's been on the back. Well, I've had back page with them before. Yeah, but yeah. it's not it's not that common. So I don't get what you're what you're getting at here, Ian. Right, uh, not a delight, to what's, be honest. What's with the you. criticism? I like well, whatever whatever about the word count in the story, but the like the actual poll quote itself is missing a is missing a a, a close quotation mark, <sighs> which is <laughs> how dare every he? poll quote in the College View only has one quotation mark. <laughs> Some of them have to. It depends. So you, it you depends. Can, that goes in on the section plan Gavin with the Quinn. section editor, so yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, bizarrely, for some reason, I remember there was a line, I don't actually have the paper with me, I should, but there's a line near the end of the story where there's two like forward slashes just randomly put side <laughs> by side. I don't I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll leave it up to, to, who, to whoever sub-edited. In fairness, guys, it is the new, it's the new kind of team's yeah. first paper. Like, that's yeah. where you make your mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes with our issue we last did, time, yeah. so... Well, and it looks well overall. Particularly, I have to say, um, to kind of come away from sports for a little bit, but uh, the hype looks fairly decent. It does. It does look very decent, in fairness. Um, in particular, so fair play to um, who's uh, Avian is who it is, and yep. uh, Anya Boyle and Sarah 
Barrett from Communications who and I've also, never met but I mean I've uh, read her stuff and I trust it's very good um, and also a lot of lifestyle stuff too which is also oh of course yeah yeah um, I'm only crediting half the hype there but um, yeah it's been I suppose having that to kind of uh, the, that back page to kind of bring home and uh, frame on my wall and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be yourself too as we move on to bigger and better things about you within DCU and of course myself and Gavin as well uh, head of FM Sport and sports editor called you moving on uh, for next year we'll always have Hugh Farrell's story and that that lovely in fairness that lovely picture of us it is a all very, together on the back it page. is a very good picture as well um, it's you know I felt it was the right choice to choose that one other than like just the FM guys holding the trophy aloft because it really does explain that you know okay it's a very serious match but we're all mates at the end of it yeah and I like the one then they put in I think it was Coach Caden who took it who put in the picture of uh, us the two of us with the trophy on uh, the exposure the back page of the hype yeah yeah, yeah. is it actually I didn't see that yeah it's on the back yeah, page yeah. it was the moment That's the and then I passed it over uh, which is uh, fair play to Coach for getting it although I did yeah. openly tell her to F off when <laughs> she wanted a team photo <laughs> like the one in the back for her uh, project and I was like no I'm not getting all the lads back I want to go home I'm getting lashed mm-hmm. on um, but to bring it away from our own college stuff and to kind of look at the wider context it is our final podcast so we decided that we'd be a little bit more liberal in what we cover so what we're going to do is we're going to do a nice big bumper edition on the I suppose troublesome uh, World Cup on the horizon in Russia controversial we'll say controversial why, yeah. why is it controversial uh, elaborate Alex Stone elaborate <sighs> World War 3 in it World War 3 in it yeah, <laughs> and on that note, we're going to move on from the World Cup. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, um, I'm the man sitting here in the Argentina jersey. But I suppose we'll take it group by group. And for Group A, for the host Russia, it's um, your typical host group, isn't it? Yeah, they kind of got the easy. Well, I wouldn't well, necessarily it's say not the, even the easiest. It's the lowest ranking kind of teams. Oh, well, you we know. all know Vladimir Putin has a very, very big bank account, so that probably helps. This is the thing. I'm pretty sure going into the World Cup, Russia is actually the lowest ranked team in the competition. I don't believe that the lowest. Um, I think Saudi Arabia might be lower than them. Panama might be below them. <coughs> Panama, as well. yes, it must be Panama. Or it might, it might just be the lowest ranked in Europe. This is actually one of the harder they are lowest ranked in I, I mean, it's not the highest quality, but it's one of the harder ones to predict because I, I can like Egypt have a good shout with Mo Salah is on form. Of course, yeah. Uruguay have a good shout. Uruguay as far obviously. As buy people. I, <laughs> I think that is always fifty fifty. <laughs> it should go down to though to Egypt and Uruguay to be fair, which is a fantastic opportunity for Egypt to. I don't believe I've ever got past the knockout phase of uh, or passed or into yeah. Yeah, into yeah. the knockout phase of the World Cup. Um, Uruguay obviously have had a lot of past success. Um, controversy in twenty ten. Um, probably the most are uh, the biggest recent memory in all of our minds of Luis Suarez but you know they've got a mean old strike force they do they've yeah. got a, Edison Cavani and of course the aforementioned like, Suarez as well um, his career is home. starting to wind down in terms of his Suarez. prime yeah they, they definitely not at the level he was it's a couple of years ago they have a very decent centre back partnership as well who play for the same team and Godin and Jimenez as well mm-hmm. and uh, Mauricio Lemos uh, as the backup option yeah. if you will who has got himself off the sinking ship in Las Palmas and uh, yeah. gone to Sassuolo who aren't as much of a sinking ship they are still in danger of relegation from Serie A it's, it's unlikely but um, yeah he's a centre back of a lot of quality and a lot of potential too a uh, very quick player um, hard worker particularly uh, something you see as well in their wingers um, Diego Lexal from Genoa yeah. and oh my god 
Ooh, that's a bit uh, embarrassing. I'll You're say right. it's not still Maxi. Per- no, it's not Maxi Pereira. It's not. It's not Maxi Pereira. They have two new fullbacks as well. Maxi Pereira was right. Was yeah. uh, right back slash right wing. If they played five in the middle. Does Although it, speaking of midfielders, um, another emerging talent for them would be Bentacore uh, at mm. Juventus, who has. I suppose I wouldn't say flattered to deceive because he actually has done well in his appearances. His appearances have just been kind of sparing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of promise in that Uruguay team. Um. As opposed to Egypt, where. Like I know they have players who do play in the Premier League, like say Hagazi and El Neni, but it kind of really does fall on the one man, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Sorry. He plays for Senegal. Um, no, Mo Salah coming off the season of his life, and I mean we've seen talismanic forwards. You think of uh, Stoichkov of Bulgaria in '94, probably the best example. Um, who can kind of take their team, lead them from the front, and yeah. drag them all the way to the quarterfinals or the semi-finals? Um, and Salah, I mean, if he does that, that man's getting statues all over Egypt, surely. I think he already has, to be honest. Having almost single-handedly got them to the World Cup in the first place. So, should Liverpool go on to win the Champions League, and Salah can pull Egypt to a quarter, maybe a semi? Uh, which would be I think Salah should just retire then because he's not uh, going to get well, any better. I, what I was, was maybe but what I was going to say was he maybe brings himself into Ballon d'Or contention possibly yeah I think I, yeah. Think, I think at that stage he has to because especially Champions League when all the Champions League winners always have a very strong force when it comes to whoever wins the Champions League and d- deservedly so deservedly so and I think if Liverpool win the Champions League regardless of how Egypt fare in the World Cup He'll be there, thereabouts. But I mean, that's the kind of group where a player like Salah can be the difference because yeah. you look at Russia, they don't really have a talisman. Um, Saudi Arabia, kind of an unknown quantity. Saudi Arabia, you don't know what they're going to bring. They, they, they're probably going to give Russia problems. Mm-hmm. But, oh, of course. You don't know. I mean, Egypt's squad is, it's other than. Salah and Lene, you know, you're you're then you're you're already struggling for more names. Well, Higazi plays for West Brom. Higazi, yeah. I think is Al Soma plays in the Saudi Arabia League. Is actually probably one of the star players in the Saudi Arabia League as well. Mm. Um, one of the, I think he's he's up there with you know strike, like danger as far as well. Not up there compared to Salah, but you know he'd still be the main one of the main men for Egypt up front. And the thing is, they're coming into a team where they're playing a Russia side that are very very old I mean you've got a lot of hangover still there from their Euro 2008 squad which was brimming with young talent and they did very well of course in that competition and Alan, you're Jag- coming Alan Jagowev is still there isn't the Berezutskis are still there they're like 35 yeah. and 30 yeah, it's the other ones it's in crazy the to think that they're still sitting in that group Akinfeev is still the goalkeeper like how long ago was it Akinfeev was linked with United about 10 years ago at this point oh more than that he but he's late. not that old yet still like, oh god no he's been playing for ages Yeah, he's one of those players you kind of think that he's been around for a lot longer than he has just because he started so young yeah. and then in terms of strikers again you're looking at somebody uh, in Cochrane who is kind of somebody you'd label almost as wasted potential mm. and then Maxim Kanunikov at Ruben Kazan kind of an unknown quantity outside of Russia and, is it, isn't it a Russian team really lacking players to play outside of Russia which has um, not necessarily been the case over the years most yeah, of that Russian team yeah. play within the Russian league I think whereas been- you think back to like 2008 you know, you had Pavlichenko, Arshavin, and lots of players who played Billy in and around North. Western so, Europe. So. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, that quality um, of matching yourself up against the bigger sides. And I don't know if, say, the Russian players want to remain in Russia for different reasons, but if they haven't been picked for their quality to go outside and into those top five leagues where there are very little, if any, Russian names off the top of my head, at least at the moment. Um, 
yeah, it just that's the biggest, that's the best kind of reflection you can tell about how far Russian football's kind of gone down yeah. in the last ten years. Not not enormously, but definitely, I think that those players' potentials were never fulfilled, and that really hurt the team. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon we'd say Uruguay and Egypt. That'd be the consensus. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, you, I could see Russia if they beat Egypt. Maybe yeah. they could go through. I can't see Uruguay not getting through that group though. Yeah. And I can see Saudi Arabia kind of being cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like when we had them in 2002. Mm. Anyway, uh, on to Group B, and we've got a tasty encounter on the first match day, the the third match of the whole World Cup, the uh, Iberian Derby, Portugal against Spain. Worthy Ooh. of a quarter final, semi final. Certainly, yeah. I mean, you've got two of the top five teams in Europe going head to head, literally match day one, game three. Um, and then the other two teams, um, Morocco and Iran. Um, is it is this, is this just a battle for who's first and who's second? Um, well, <laughs> well, like, well, Morocco are very close to Spain and Portugal as well. Like, it's geographically, very, it's geographically, <laughs> it's geographically <laughs> apart from Iran, are, they're very close. Um, was it point. was it Iran's goalkeeper that was listed as in the ball in, in the ball? The goalkeeper? best goalkeeper, yeah. The best goalkeeper, David De Gea wasn't. And David De Gea wasn't. Yeah. So in fairness, if Iran have a world class goalkeeper, you never know. Keep him in the game. Yeah. Um. Well, the thing with Iran yeah, is, Iran is that they gave they gave Argentina a good game. Yeah, they did. I think the, it yeah, last World Cup, it took um, a last minute Lionel Messi winner to to yeah. put them to bed. I remember it was four that. years ago though. And they've got That's an exceptional the coach in at this level and indeed is at any level in Carlos Queiroz. I was going to say still Carlos Queiroz. It is well, still uh, clearly though the level hasn't dropped too much if they've qualified for two World Cups in a row. I mean, that's something that is no mean feat. And uh, Iran are one of the most successful sides in Asia. It's just that again, it's it's a country where you don't see a lot of their players. You know, I mean, leave you, the country. You yeah. think of Iranian yeah, players like yeah. I can think of maybe three off the top of my head. I can think of. Faguli Fig- Fig- no Faguli's Algerian he's Algerian oh, he's Algerian yeah. I can think that's, of Afghan Dejaga Dejaga I can think of Javad Nekanam I can think of Timurian and Ali Day but he was like their, he's their Ibrahimovic like, yeah. but that was years ago Ali yeah. Day would have been their, their talisman so. I know loads of Iranian football players you Go literally googled the team no <laughs> <laughs> like one of my favourite players to watch now is Sardar Uzman Uzman <laughs> and the goalkeeper the world famous goal no he's a midfielder never mind <laughs> uh, um, Morocco obviously their most famous uh, player at the moment would probably be Benatia at the heart yeah. of their defence uh, playing alongside funnily enough Romain Sois who just got promoted with Wolves he plays in the midfield there alongside Ruben Neves but actually plays centre half for um, Morocco so they're I don't want to say they're clearly a team based on defence uh, considering who their top two players are but I reckon they'll probably have to throw backs against the wall particularly against the likes of Portugal where yeah, yeah. again they're another team who'll tend to run their play through the one player and I mean of course Euro 2016 the final aside it certainly worked yeah, for Portugal exactly who's the one player Moving on to Spain, Joao Mario. I was <laughs> thinking that, yeah, uh, yeah. Moving on to Spain, and they kind um, of got a bit of a revitalization recently. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, talented young players coming. Well, until Real Madrid went and bought them all last season, and don't play any of them except for Asensio. But um, true, well, even at that, Asensio's not getting the game time he should. No, there's this go. But then again, they seem to turn it on for Spain. I mean, you saw their friendly demolition of Argentina, who I'm mm. repping with the shirt today. Um, but. It's a Spain yeah. side that is rebuilt. I want. Well, it's I not rebuilding. rebuilding. It's, it's just using tran- the other resources outside they're, they're, of your Iniesta and your. It's like transition. They're all reliables, like. But uh, it's not a transitional period that could potentially catch them out. I believe that no. in a similar way that you looked at a team like Germany in 2014, where they had a good blend 
I would say the same thing about this um this Spain no, side. I think, I think it's like I a Kerry esque transition, like like the way the Kerry football team are transitioning at the moment. No, It'll almost be seamless. I'd almost compare it not to Germany in twenty fourteen to Germany in twenty ten. Um. Mm, yeah, no, no. I can see. Because I think Germany were building that team for four years since twenty ten. Yeah. Germany didn't build that team since two thousand six. If we want to go far, yeah, as far true. back as that, to be fair, but like. They're, they're Whereas playing. Spain aren't. Spain have only started this in the last two years. Yeah, you could but say. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, so they've got a world class goalkeeper. They've got one of the best right backs in the world in Carvajal. They've got a, a, a partnership at the back in PK in his last international tournament and Ramos, who are yeah. incredibly comfortable and have worked together for a long, long time. Since as has pre two thousand eight. As is Jordi Alba. As, as well. Jordi Alba. So yeah. their de- their defense has not really changed from the last World Cup. No. Maybe saved De Gea instead of. Um, yes, uh, and into the midfield, an of course. In, in the midfield is where it's really changing because you don't have a Xavi anymore. You don't have an Iniesta. Fabregas rarely. He will playing. feature from the bench. I would say. Yeah. yeah. If I was to name, if I was to name a midfield, I'd probably go for Busquets, David Silva. Yep. And you see, I believe they're probably going to play Asensio and I Isco think, in more attacking roles. I think they're going to play Koke in midfield. I would. I'd, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. Um, they're all players that are. Um, well, a lot of them that are playing better with the Spanish team than they are with their respective clubs. Oh God. Moving further yeah. forward, you look at Alvaro Morata, Diego Costa, Diego Costa. Well, well Costa. what about Aspilicueta? Will he? No. Will he play at all? He'll play, no. but he won't. He's not their strongest. It'll be Carvajal the back. What about a left back? No, no. Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba. Fair. Um, yeah. Marcus uh, Alonso is not a bad shout though. And Alonso as well, yeah. The interesting thing about uh, Costa is that, uh, like you were saying, he's the only one. Well, I think Morata's form has been kind of indifferent at Chelsea, but he's the Up only one you can honestly say is in good form in terms of strikers. It just so happens that it is Diego Costa, hmm. and with players the quality of Isco, Asensio, Pedro feeding him from wide positions, and obviously that fantastic. You know, you got David Silva right behind hmm. you. What more could you ask for? Premier League team is PFA team of season for the Premier League this year. So. And. Um, do you see Costa sort of it, it'd be it'd be kind of like a different kind of I, I don't want to say Spain do still play a predominantly possession based brand of football but they do have that X factor in that they can just release Costa to just get after the yeah. Portugal um, back to be line. honest I don't think they need to I think Costa's pre-released every game it's just, yeah. just, <laughs> it just not much shackling yeah, it's, 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 it's a very good Spain team and it is a Spain team that could win this tournament are they quite ready yet I'm not sure. They might be looking into Euro 2020 more than this, but mm. I don't know. There's mm. no time like the present. And what about what about Portugal then? Uh, Portugal, it's a very tough tournament for Portugal because it's obviously coming off the back of Euro 2016. It's very going to be like the only thing that would top that would be to win the World Cup. Of course, yeah. Um, so I don't think it'll happen. I, no. I can't see it again at all. To be but honest, Carlos Carvalho was still in the Portugal squad in Euro 2016. <laughs> like, I'll be on the bench, but yeah. Oh yeah, but like he's like. I, it's it's an aging squad. They've got some young players coming through, but you know Ronaldo is thirty three now. Mm-hmm. Like some know. of the players that were so big to them in that tournament have gone have faded. Ronaldo Sanchez. I mean, look Jesus. at how big he was in Euro twenty sixteen, and look at him now. He, he, he was only seventeen. Look at um, Angel. Is it Gomez for Barcelona? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bernardo Silva I think has stayed at the same level if not got better well he's definitely yeah. taking a step forward Silva's taking a step forward uh, yeah. Neves coming into the team now obviously after yeah I mean season. you can make the argument that Adrian Silva kind of has had a massive step back as well but um, the, to be honest I don't think either of them will play because I think William Carvalho has that role down for them to be, yeah, to yeah. be fair Gomez 
Gomez will play yeah, yeah. play, yeah. play together. I mean, on paper, it, it, it looks a decent team, but they're not players that are playing as well as we know they can. Mm. Um, and that would be the worry for Portugal. And here's that. Unlike, unlike other teams in this tournament, they're not coming in with a lot of momentum at a club level. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's a player that we haven't actually mentioned uh, yet is Nani, who's actually been playing. Well, he played semi decently last season for Lazio. For Lazio. And then um, he's at Valencia. And he's done. Well, Valencia have had a really good season. Valencia but have had a really good. They're in Champions League at the moment. They're yeah, fourth. But whether or not he like I, I haven't been following it properly. Whether Nani's had that much of an influence on it. To be honest, um, the main thing for Valencia has been their organization. That's how they beat sides, and they've mm. really used uh, Rodrigo, who's also back in the Spain yeah, squad, yeah, yeah. up top very well as well. Player that three or four years ago looked like he was going to join the elite in the world. Yeah, but one thing that I would say about Valencia is that one thing I would say about Valencia is that they do have one very, very, very promising young player who is actually Portuguese in Gonzalo Guedes, who is, will definitely be yes. in that Portugal squad. Yeah, and um, will likely make an impact if I was to throw a bit of money on. I would say I would say considering Ronaldo's probably going to play up front I'd say Guedes would probably you could even play on the left you know you could even I would even put Ronaldo on the left and put Guedes starting up up the middle because it'll be, it'll be those two and Bernardo Silva we, one could safely assume as yeah. the front three yeah. so are we thinking I think we all know who we're going to say is going to go through this group, I think Spain's going to top the group I think yeah, Spain's that, that's, the question. that's the question really yeah. Yeah, I'd go no I think Spain Portugal well. will top the group Okay. Interesting, interesting. Right, Group uh, C. Um, yeah, we need we need to speed this up. We do we, need to speed this up. Yeah, right. Well, uh, Group C, <laughs> Group sem- C, semi interesting. Oh, this um, is Ireland's group, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ireland's group. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got <laughs> we've got France, who are a lot of people's pre-tournament favourites. We've got Australia, who have just uh, recently changed manager to uh, Dutch Bervan Marek from Ante Postecoglou. We've got Peru, who only just about snuck through after their steroid scandal with uh, Polo Guerrero. And we've got uh, Denmark, who, of course, we all know and loathe uh, in equal measure. I um, respect Denmark. I also respect Denmark, and I think Denmark will finish Res- second. Denmark showed either. that they were just better than Ireland. And yeah. We don't need yeah. to go into that, but we just... We will not I, go I th- into that. I think, for me, the two in this group is also pretty clear. I think it will be Denmark. France and Denmark, and yeah. Particularly with Denmark, again, another team with a talismanic... Uh, well, midfielder slash forward who, in fairness to Ericsson, well deserved being in the PFA team of the year yeah. in the form of his life at the moment. And if if Kasper Schmeichel gets his act together towards the end of the season, comes into the tournament and with good form, they've got a very solid goalkeeper as well. And of course with Andreas Christensen, you know the yeah. past couple of I know he had a bit of a dip there towards the last month or so, uh, or for last month I should say. Uh, but it has improved since, and you know we say he's having the season of his life yeah. at Chelsea at the moment. Meanwhile, meanwhile, France are kind of like the. Uh, oh, they have so much the ta- biggest oh, question so much, no, so much not, young not, talent yes. it's ridiculous the it's biggest not, question mark for me with France is how do they line up an attack they've got so many pieces Benzema aside to try and fit into that squad and they've gone with so many different systems they've gone with a 4 they've yeah. gone with a 4-3-3 three, three. they've gone with 4-4-2 four, four, they've gone with 4-2-4 four, four. they've I gone think with 4-2-3-1 for, for me f- and it's it's about getting all these pieces. They your Griezmanns, your Giroud's, your Lamar's, your uh, Mbappe's, your Martial's. All I, I, on think, I think Mbappe, Lacazette, like as well. Yeah, I think it's Mbappe, Lacazette, and Griezmann should be a front three. I don't think Lacazette makes a squad. No, I think he makes squad. Oh. oh no, for me, Lacazette is the best striker in, in France. Bar Mbappe. Do you think Olivier Giroud will make the squad ahead of Lacazette? Well, Giroud. Yeah, comfortably. He's a plan B. He's a good plan B, and he's, he's always good, and he's always performing. Surely, they, if they're going to bring three yeah, has, strikers, yeah. I mean, Griezmann doesn't have to play striker. No, but then you're taking a spot away from Mbappe, Martial, or Thomas Lamar. Don't do like that. Griezmann, Martial does not play striker either. 
And that's what I'm about on point if you don't play Griezmann as a striker taking a spot away yeah, from Griezmann, can, Griezmann is sort of like is sort of like Salah kind of player he could, he could pretty much play anywhere across the front three but I, then yeah, but no, I, okay well let's put it this way France are taking Griezmann that's not in the yeah. question oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's I, whether I th- no, I think if we're gonna if we're gonna like separate it into for, like forwards and midfielders I think you have to include Martial and Lamar and Mbappe as I forwards. don't start Martial I think he's he's a one trick pony for me. I th- no, I th- I think I think France need to start Martial, and I Completely think well disagree. maybe well maybe not start him, but they need to take him anyway. I think. Oh yeah, he, no, there is few better players to come on that pitch and have an immediate paceful impact. But his style of play is just not suited to ninety minutes because he, he there's only one thing he can do, and it's cut in on his right foot. And surely with well, Martial and Giroud, play ninety minutes, he's not going to start. No. Surely with Martial and Giroud, then they have the best bench option in terms of attack. I mean, it's it's that unpredictability. If you're in a World Cup quarter final or semi final or even final, and you don't know, you're it's a tight game. It's maybe two all, and it's heading to extra time, and you are I don't know Brazil, who are probably the next best team in the tournament, uh, and you're looking at Martial or Giroud. That's a headache, you know. You don't know, like they are completely different. Mm. If if Martial comes on, you're they're going for the pacey all-out attack. Giroud comes on, some big man to hold up the ball. It's just go, so so hard to defend against if, that. And if they go for both, they can get Martial to cross the ball into Giroud. And Giroud is one I believe the like the best in the world at one touch in the box finishes. Mm-hmm. Well, bass dust, but he's not going to throw a cup, so it's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> um, guys, looking looking further back, just quickly before we move on for France, uh, central midfield and in defence. I think the defence, their defence, well, centrally the defence is quite set on Varane and Umtiti. It's it's yeah. Varane and Umtiti, yeah. Um, yeah. Lloris is obviously going to be in goal. Dinier yeah. um, on left back maybe, or would I, it be I in the centre? Matuidi and Pogba. I, I, I would say, say I would say Laman Krasawa would take Krasawa. You reckon? Spot, yeah, yeah. And the rifle. Uh, does, would Mondi have started if he was Pardon? I think Debushi's going to start Debushi's had a fantastic season at Saint-Étienne really yeah. kind of under the radar because yeah. I mean in terms of the English context but there's, there's one we thing, only really look at the top there's four one thing France. about France is that France do take notice of the players that play in their own league as well and that's why I think Debushi's going to start it's I mean it's a conundrum I suppose um, and then in, I'm sure and if they could have Dani Alves they would Conte Matuidi Pogba has to be the tree in the middle yeah has to be Yeah, I could see Lamar starting as Gavin said uh, in the front three, yeah, no, in the middle three. No, instead of, instead of three. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not saying he could. Of course he could, but I, I don't necessarily see that. I, I, Matuidi is is getting on in years. Uh, I don't see him playing all three group games. But I do see them needing a defensive presence in there that Matuidi can provide. The Lamar, although oh, well, he's strong, does. he's strong, but he can't. Well, Jesus, have we seen when you tell Kante to do it all himself? He, you know, as much as he's an exceptionally talented player, he can't do it all himself. I think Chelsea this season's proved that. Uh, beside Fabregas it just has not been the same as it was beside Matic yeah. Chelsea and France <laughs> uh, do we really need to touch on Australia and Peru or is it no I think go on yeah. group D, uh, group D um, this is my favourite group this is a very interesting this group. is a very interesting group because to be honest with you I don't know if I can honestly pick the two that are going through and I'm I including Argentina in that crew now to be fair for the sake of a narrative I think it would be absolutely fantastic if Argentina were to win the World Cup um, I bought Argentina's home and away shirt in preparation for the celebration of that. Um, but you know we've got Iceland, obviously, who are the I suppose you could say surprise package of Euro twenty sixteen. We've got Croatia, would, who have um, technically one of the best midfields in Europe at the moment, do, yeah. and yeah. we've got Nigeria, who are another team I suppose close to my heart, who always seem to draw Argentina, um, who have a yeah. lot of young, incredibly pacey 
forwards who on the counter attack okay their defense isn't necessarily very strong but they can but on the counter attack they can hit like if nigeria were a rugby team they'd be they'd be fiji you know they're not necessarily the best but my god will they be exciting to watch fantastic yeah Yeah. and i mean if they go all out if they just if i were nigeria i'd honestly i'd throw wilford and didi on and i'd just throw five forwards on and just say go for it and oh yeah ianacho uwobi musa um Moses. Moses and it's like literally if you could so have the exciting. sweatiest FIFA team you could possibly have you would just look at the Nigeria front players and yeah. just put them all on the pitch exactly yeah it's, it's play the blanket defence and break I, out quickly I mean, I mean we're romanticising <laughs> Wilfred Ndidi is Keno Sullivan <laughs> we, we are romanticising Iceland and Nigeria a bit but I think it is fairly straightforward I think Argentina followed by Croatia I, 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 no, I'd be wary of Iceland for the sheer fact that they are a resilient little team and they could do Croatia they could definitely they could do Argentina. I th- I think, they got I think Argentina in the first game. They could do them. Uh, Argentina are going to be rocked. First of all, well, I know they've more games coming up, but they're they're looking shaky at the moment. Um, the Spain defeat was big. Yeah, it was almost a reality check for them. Mm. Um, and the issue, of course, with Argentina is that they've got such a top-heavy squad, and that you could realistically see them leaving out Bomaro, Ricardi, and Angel Hornea going to this World Cup. However. Uh, in defence when you're looking at the likes of Marcos Rojo and not to dis- dis- uh, disrespect uh, Rojo or like they're still going to bring Mascherano even though he's in uh, Argent- um, China now like and you're starting two of Mamana and Otamendi well they are it, that's presuming they go with Mamana they might still go with Mascherano well they're two decent centre halves and you'll probably see Taglifico and actually, they and might have Saldi. to play Rojo left back. And Saldi left back. No, I wouldn't Otamendi say so. is a very difficult player to use. He doesn't work in every system. Yeah. Um. He he, he works think better in a back three. Also, their goalkeeper is there play, except for cup games. True. Just on the fact that they're top heavy, I there, there was I think there was speculation a couple of weeks ago that they might leave Dybala out of the squad. I don't know if they'll Why? go for. Well, if you think about it, they've got to bring. They're bringing because, Messi. Because, they're because bringing Messi. They're bringing Aguero. They're bringing Higuain. So they're gonna leave out one of Dybala, Correa. Uh, the other Correa at Sevilla or um, and you have to bring Dybala over yeah and over mm, at least one you, of the Correas you, you say you yeah. say well that. I know I'm saying that Joaquin Correa is a winger so he may get into the squad yeah. squads instead of I think, saying I think, I think, I think Dybala is, 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 is gotta come ahead of you know but if you look, but if but if you think about it, if you think about it, Dybala plays in the exact same positions that Messi plays, and and Dybala yeah, is well, not going to start. Imagine bringing on Dybala, like I have to bring, like if you take off Messi after seventy minutes, Messi does not necessarily play 90 minutes all the time either um, and he will not play all three of those games starting no. for me um, particularly if Argentina win their first game so oh, I, 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 I agree I agree Dybala should go but whether he will go or not is a different well I think it would be a, a stupid idea to not bring one of your best players one of the uh, world's most exciting young players then too. again they didn't bring Carlos Tevez to the 2010 World Cup when he was on fire no. true but or, no, it's the, Tevez uh, no the, the 2014 one actually when, 2014, he, when he finished top scorer in Serie A could we potentially see them leave Higuain out and bring it, and bring Icardi? No. Mm. Well, actually, I think there's a very strong it. case for that, and I think yeah. Icardi is probably the more well-rounded player. I, mean, I wouldn't say he's more well-rounded. Well, okay, player. well, he's the he's, more, well, he's, he's the he's the player that that's, he's definitely fitter. Um, I think on his day, no, sure. on his on his day, Icardi is by far the more prolific uh, striker. He's definitely more like I'm. I've kind of got this. Um, I watch a lot of Italian football, and I've kind of got this like. Uh, disparaging nickname for Riccardi I always call him the Argentine Lukaku which is kind of like a yeah. way of kind basically, of oh, basically, no. basically basically no when he does score he scores I think, a lot I yeah. think how I would sum it up is Higuain is very good over a league 
where you can accumulate goals and accumulate mm-hmm. m- moments whereas I think if you're looking for a goal with 10 minutes left on the clock in a World Cup Icardi's your man Icardi's the Liverpool of players essentially no yeah. well I'm I'm bringing Higuain over Icardi well, Higuain doesn't score in big games for Argentina like, and when he Icardi's a ball and when he does it's offside and he celebrates for 5 minutes okay we can all assume Argentina are going to, in, in terms of a second place uh, uh, I can't I pick the second place but Argentina definitely true I, th- I, th- I think Croatia is going to get second place I think place. Croatia I think, will nick I it I think 80% Croatia but I could see an upset I'm going to go lo- romantic and I'm going to say Nigeria I, I, my romantic <laughs> choice is Nigeria but I reckon realistically would go with Croatia the last game actually is um Nigeria versus Argentina and Iceland versus Croatia. Iceland and Croatia could well beat the side for seconds. Possibly. Group never, E. Never well, we've Brazil got... are going through. <laughs> well, let's just get that well, out of the way. We've got Brazil. We've got uh, Switzerland. Why did you just change your accent just to say that? Brazil. 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 <laughs> <laughs> for the moments, Gavin. For the intro. Um, <laughs> we've got. Specifically um, for the intro. <laughs> the, the romantic story of last term's World Cup Costa Rica, Costa Rica we've yeah. got uh, Switzerland um, who are Serbia. kind of an interesting team to rate and we've got Serbia who I don't want to say are going to be the absolute whipping boys because Costa Rica are in this group but they're the team I kind of fancy the least despite obviously having watched them against Ireland and they are very organised and well drilled and to be fair they may well nick se- again this is a group they I think can't really cr- predict who's going to come second I think uh, Serbia will come second I think that's I, surely a coin toss between those three I mean Switzerland against Serbia is an impossible game to call for I me. think I think Switzerland will get second and I think fairly comfortably because I think Shakiri is going to show up and I think Mbolo is going to this is going to be his breakout tournament Mm-hmm. That's fair, yeah. Shakiri was very good the weekend, actually, for yeah. Stoke. Or sorry, um, on Monday. Well, we have to consider, of course, is that of the front three for Serbia, one of them is now playing championship football. The other one could well be playing championship football next term if he, if, if he doesn't leave uh, Southampton. Where they will do well, though, of course, is their organisation with their the midfield and at the back as well. Yeah. Where And they will hit teams. Again, kind of like Nigeria in a different way, because while Nigeria have very pacey forwards, Serbia with Rukovina and Kolarov they'll hit you wide and they'll hit you wide quickly and they'll hit you wide especially when you give Kolarov an opportunity to get a cross in yeah. it's going on Mitrovic's head Yeah, and uh, that's what the, and I suppose that's kind of how Costa Rica managed to get all the way through to the quarterfinals last time they just had a very simple game plan they sat back Gamboa and ooh, Oviedo did very very well on the counter wide get it up to the forwards as quickly as they can and you know the likes of Joel Campbell and Brian Maurice, they can produce something and it, hey, it worked. And sometimes that's all you need to take a run. They the were very up. good from set pieces. I remember when I think it was England they played. England, yeah. And they scored. They like they had, they they had two set pieces in the space of two minutes from exactly the same position, and they tried the exact same tactic. The first one was offside, and England didn't learn their lesson, and they scored from yeah. the second one. Brazil. How do we rate Brazil going into this tournament? Again, another team that a lot of people are saying could could realistically go on and do it. Skeptical. Skeptical. Uh, I think you uh, look at 2014 versus this team. This is a much better team, in my opinion. Um, well, yeah, because it's not only relying on Neymar. But the problem is, is that it's got players that much like somebody, um, like much like uh, I said, Otamendi only works in certain systems. Roberto Firmino is probably the most system-specific player <laughs> on planet Earth. That's actually true. Yeah. Uh, that- uh, Coutinho is like they're only the uh, Coutinho and Neymar are their big boys because they're versatile they can play in most systems I don't I don't I don't think Firmino's starting I think yeah I don't think he starts either I think he is he is probably top three strikers in the Premier League but only in the Liverpool team (laughs) I think I I think Jonas is the one that's going to start for Brazil no Gabriel Jesus 
Or oh, yeah. Jesus! Hey, hey, hey Jesus! Jesus. Jonas, keep, he's I not even Benfica's top scorer, or is he actually? He, probably he is. Yeah. Well, Firmino play ahead of Jonas. He's not. He's not Portuguese top scorer. Is what I meant. That's yeah. dust. Um, yeah, Firmino would. Yeah, well, if you want to plan B, I suppose. Um, no, it'll it'll be Jesus, Coutinho, yeah. and Neymar. Provided he's fit, that's the question, of course. Neymar, yeah. Is he still out injured right now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he has a very serious injury, and, and that could have a big play on how Brazil go into this tournament. Well, yeah, he might you start the first like game. If... You saw how much like a pitch late in the semi-final last time without him. I think, in like, fairness, like Gavin fairness, said, they're was... not nearly as dependent this time. In fairness, I think that capitulation was more down to the fact that Thiago Silva was suspended more than... Um... Yeah, leaving nobody to mind um, David Luiz. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. <sighs> David Luiz, he's had, David more, surely he's had more ups and downs than a roller coaster. Like, he's just crazy. I think David, this da- is Marquinhos' is time to really establish himself. Oh, God, yeah, it'll be the two PSG yeah. lads to send their half with, Essentially, Al- yeah. with Alves and Marcello, who are still the best. Actually, no, I I, 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 I'll scratch that the second best um, fullback partnership in the world. I a, think lot of, a lot of PSG vibes in this team, isn't there? There's I a lot of P- I th- PSG. I think historically, they've got a good uh, and a bit of bit of Brazilian players. I think Bruno Perez has a chance of getting into starting eleven if he keeps up his form at Roma. I think that with just the relationship that Alves and um, Marcelo, like I said, they're. Yeah. I, I I originally said first I did cut down to second because I think internationally it's Alba and Carvajal with Germany uh, just behind third, but mm. I think Alves and Marcelo are. That's that's just such a. Who do we how, who do we see in the midfield for Brazil? Because Renato Augusto, Fernandinho, and Casemiro. No, they wouldn't. They Polino, wouldn't play maybe. I don't know. Polino is a very be. good shout, and yeah. I was thinking, would they maybe consider pulling Coutinho into the midfield? I don't think so because no. just from watching them Shouldn't. play, um, Tite likes to line up with two holding midfielders, and he has generally preferred. Renato Augusto and Fernandinho in those two roles and with Fant- I, I know of course Augusto's probably fallen out of a lot of people's minds because he's in China but Tite has uh, kept fate with him and he was probably their best player throughout the qualifying campaign yeah. um, now, as, as for it, who it, plays it, in front uh, to be honest with you Douglas Costa I reckon Sure. Douglas Costa is another player sure. that people forget about, but what a player to come off the bench! I think fantastic. Yeah, of course you can swap him in at the it left feels wing like for Coutinho. Unlike 2014, where it was kind of filled, with, I think hyped up, star- hyped up stars. Maybe you know players like David Luiz. I think this feels like more of a traditional Brazilian team. Speaking of which, I think Brazil always have a tradition of you know really valuing their homegrown players and players who still play yeah, in the Brazilian league. And one of them, I think, uh, that will go to the World Cup is Lewin. Mm-hmm. He plays for Grêmio, and I think yeah, he can play. But he can play as both striker. He can play as a right wing. And I he's think, I think Brazilian football though is so based on solid foundation, but extreme flair in the front. I think that's what this squad has. The best uh, teams uh, were the last two World Cup winning teams, ninety four and two thousand two. That's exactly what they were built on. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you know you you, you had. I, I, you could. I mean, your favorite player. I mean, Lucio. Yeah, Lucio. I mean, and Rocky <laughs> Junior boys. Rocky Junior. Lucio Rocky Junior. Uh, it's amazing they Catholic. won the world. They won the World Cup with a back three of Lucio, a left back, and a holding midfielder. Because it was Ed yeah. Milson was the right centre half, and he played home mid for Barca. Like, um, so Brazil. Um, so I think the omen. The omens are good there for Brazil. Um, yeah. But we'll have to see. Um, we're going to move on to Group F, where I mean, can you stop speaking strangely, please? <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand it. Right. Well, 
considering that Germany won the Confederations Cup with their B team last year, I think there's only one way this one's gonna go. I th- I th- this th- is um, also a nice group too, though. South Korea, Mexico, and Sweden play good I football too. I think it's fairly black and white with the two teams that play each other on the first day: Germany and Mexico. To be honest with you, I think it's what not- if Song Young Min brings South Korea the whole way. <laughs> I also think Song could have a, a similar impact to the I way also, we predicted South Korea. I also Egypt. think it's not That's black true. and white because of returning Zlatan Ibrahimovic will be playing for Sweden. Yeah, nah. okay, you're guaranteeing that. I'm lock it in. pretty much guaranteeing that. I think, I, th- I think LA Galaxy will understand to let him go for half of the season. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. MLS. Because he, um, yeah, he'll, ah, be, he'll go. He will go. Fair, you know he's going to go. A lot yeah. of Mexican players will have to be let go of their MLS. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, what's, what's the word? Teams. Responsibilities. Oh, Franchise. Um, I'm going to call a Korea shock in that group. Let's go. Yes. That's, that's 2002. Get your, bri- think, get your bribes out for no, the No, I think, I think their fan base is so so passionate, and I think, you know, they, that... So that, passionate? Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. The, the, Korean fan, the Korean fans go mental. They're crazy. Song Yo-min is, is a superstar in South Korea. And I think they're going to be going into this group thinking, Mexico and Sweden, yeah, we can take them. We can take them. And I think that that Korean team could be as good as the Swedish team in my opinion I don't uh, know I, th- I think all the way through that they are and I think they've got the better outright um, star I suppose in song yep. particularly at this moment in time um, nothing about that Mexico team screams anything to me to be honest it's very very bland um, FIFA hero Carlos Fierro let's go <sighs> Well, it'll be Vela and Giovanni De Santos, it's, the, uh, it's, bridging it's, the LA divide up top, it's, and they have a very, yeah. very, 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 very good home midfielder in Hector Herrera. In credit, in credit yeah. to Mexico, yeah. um, it's full but, of, but it's full of seven out of ten players, isn't it? Um, that yeah, Mexico other team. than other than Herrera, to be honest with you, yeah. Um, and then the Germans, I mean, <coughs> look, uh, they're always going to be in contention. Aren't we? we don't really need to talk yeah. about the Germans. Everyone knows. Everybody about knows what the sus is. They're I think gonna they're going to win it. Again, I think they're winning. I think they're 100%, repeating. Yeah, they've unearthed some brilliant talents to replace the ones they've lost in twenty eighteen. Crucially, a striker because they got Werner, and they've actually got Werner, Stindl, and Wagner all coming in. What into this scares World Cup. me about this Germany team is Jupenkes has once again found the best out of Thomas Muller, and he's going to bring that. And if he's going to come Tommy in red Muller. hot into this tournament, if he's on form, he For is probably his last. No, World Cup. Uh, World, uh, last one World more. Cup. One more. One more. I, I don't t- think you get another World Cup he's with the, the amount of talent coming through. Two World Cups, isn't he? Yeah, he's in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he shows more. up in World Cups and he's only twenty-seven. He'll get another one. Yeah. He he's gonna be he's gonna be a tough player for any team to deal with. Any defense doesn't matter. Fell in love with Thomas Muller in the twenty ten World Cup, like genuinely. Like. Yeah, he is. He is an absolute baller. There's no other way to put it. Um, Group G, we'll move on now. Um, it's fairly obvious, I think. Uh, sh- yeah, definitely. Belgium I, 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 I think yeah. <laughs> it probably will be. That's the thing. <laughs> I think, to be honest with you, uh, I'm I'm not going to claim to know a thing about Panama. I'm not going to claim to know a thing other than I'm in Abdinor about Tunisia. Yeah, I read a piece about Panama actually uh, in the Sunday Times. So a lot of the pieces about Panama uh, recently, uh, yeah. uh, and it was basically it sounded a lot like Ireland. <laughs> uh, long balls and physicality and that that was all that seems to be to them that's it's nothing work, to do that's with a, Ireland that's a passion what? that's nothing to do with Ireland no? I, uh, long balls tiki to be honest um, I think the discussion here and we could get bogged down in who we think our England starting 11 is but the discussion here is how far can Belgium go to be honest um, if they play yeah if they play like the team they are like they, they should keep, be we keep saying with Belgium oh, the, you know look at that team that's ready they'll, they'll never have a better team you know 20 14 2016 and now it's 2018 well, so I don't major think they are going to have a better team after this thing. yeah it's they're running the clock is ticking on Belgium you know the that, clock is ticking on Belgium and more importantly Vincent Company and their golden generation that's, that's I think that's the key uh, company um, 
because he's just been the bedrock of that side since before. Well, I don't want to say before they were good, but he was playing on St. Daniel Van Boyten in like 2008 or something like that. He's yeah, been there yeah. a long as a, time. As a they well. can go deep, and I think this is the most developed Lukaku has ever been, and that will help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is, is that Eden Hazard is maybe not at his best, whereas going into... Yeah, he can turn it on if it, he wants. It's true. Yeah. It, it seems to be a problem with Hazard is that but, uh, going into 2016, it'd come off of a poor 2015 but they season. But they have, they have a very... Chelsea. They have a very good replacement for Hazard and Dries Martins. That's true. Martins yeah. has had the season of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Um, we might as well touch on England while we have them here. Um, I, can I can I give a shout? I know I just slagged them, but I think the Brits are going to do really well in this. The Brits? No, I can't yeah. see it. Um, so Gareth Southgate's England, England did not impress me. Yeah. I think England will get to the semi-finals. I think England will be will go out in the last sixteen with a relative whimper to probably I don't know Mexico. Maybe I'm telling you, there's something different about England. What's different? I don't know. <laughs> there is something there. You make claims, you got to back them up. Uh, and the final group, which, to be honest with you, in my mind, is the hardest group of a lot of them to pick because you've got four teams here Whoa. who can present some unknown quantities, some known quantities, some quality, some uh, questionable, and then, at the end of the day, we've no idea how any of them are going to match up. When was, when was the last time an African team topped a group in the World Cup? Because I think Senegal's going to do it this time. Is Mane going to carry them to that? Really? Oh, well, they've got some good players not, that are not, Mane not, not just Mane. They've got uh, Luca. Um, no. They've got. Um, uh, Who have Ki- they got? Che- Cheku Kiate, uh mm-hmm. from West Ham. They've yeah. got Kaladu Koulibaly. They've got. Um, oh, they've got other players as well. I keep forgetting. It's their first. And to be honest with you, one thing, crucial thing we have to remember at Senegal is that their first World Cup. <laughs> it's their first World Cup since 2002. So those boys are going to be hyped for this. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. are going to be primed and ready. Um, Poland, we know the threat. Uh, Lewandowski, still probably the best pure number nine in, in Europe. Peace check um, delivering crosses onto his head every every five minutes. That's nice and easy. Um, Japan? Shinji I mean, Kagawa. I def- it feels like <laughs> South Korea minus Sun Youngmin. To be honest with you. Uh, and then Colombia, obviously, you know, they're reliant on the talents of James Rodriguez and a resurgent, a resurgent Falcao, who's had two very good years in Monaco. Colombia are a team in 2014 that people saw could talk, could potentially win the whole thing. Yeah. And they very, go, they, they, they very nearly took Brazil out, am I correct? In the quarterfinals. In a penalty yeah. shootout. Quarterfinals. Um, and had they done that, there was every reason they could have gone on to win that tournament because that 2014 Colombia team was stacked. The majority they're of the personnel not at, not, are the same. Is that the problem that you're going to yeah, point out? Yeah, they're not yeah. quite at their pinnacle peak as they were in 2014. The players that are in that team are the same, but not playing as well, possibly. Okay. Uh, James Rodriguez, undoubtedly included in that. So you reckon maybe last 16, quarterfinals? Um, they, oh, I'd say they're, they're going to find it tough to get out of that group. Poland, they're a good team. Poland and, and Senegal. Poland and Senegal. I, I think it's between them. I don't see Japan causing them any problems. I'd, if I had to pick, I'd probably go for Colombia and Senegal, to be honest. I think Sadio Mane will drag uh, Senegal kicking and screaming. Le- 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 Lewandowski could drag Poland kicking and screaming. It's obviously true, Poland man. and Col- Colombia. Because. Fair enough. And I, re- I really same rate... Same reasons for Poland, Lewandowski and Colombia, Falco and James. I, s- I do really rate Milik as well. Um, I think he's yeah, really for Napoli, yeah. Poland. Arcadius Milik. I think... I think just to wrap it up, I think we can do a little bit of a round table of who we think's gonna come first, second and third. If we yeah, can fair. we'll if just do we'll um three words for each team, okay? So that's a real challenge. So Oh Jesus, okay. right. <laughs> three words for the reason why. Yeah, three words for the reason oh, why. Oh god. Um, um so I'm gonna go for third, um, Brazil. Um, they're from three. I think we'll take them through. I think second three words. That that was lots of that was definitely. <laughs> they're from three. <laughs> and then uh, I hope I'll after but anyway. <laughs> 
Um, second, Spain, Isco, Asensio, our organisation. But number one, Germany, best in the world. Cheer All right, CM Punk, calm down. Three, Germany. Oh, strong, solid, stable. Theresa May. Theresa May, yes. Second, France. Depth, depth, depth. France. Winners, Brazil. Flair, solid, and history. Okay. Uh, third. Third, Belgium. Um, mm, interesting. The dark horses. Yeah, the dark horses. The dark horses. The dark horses. Um, second, I think France. Um, Just I think France. Depth. That's three words. <laughs> I I think France. Uh, no depth and quality, mm-hmm. and then finally Germany, ruthless and efficient. Yeah, they were good words for Germany. Uh, three, England. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Garrett Southgate does either (laughs) France Um, Depth Attack Can I throw in but Yeah Yeah okay I'm sure Giroud would love that Right Giroud That's that's actually my but (laughs) Um, And one Germany to quote Alex Dunn best in world <laughs> best in world right uh, we've I don't f- think Germany are the best team in the world no they are they I definitely I they've got the best team I don't think they do who does France yep it's, I think it's fitting that you've uh, with five minutes to go when I record and you've left us with a, a fitting Gavin Quinn moment to, uh, <laughs> to uh, well, uh, I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know but I just have a feeling but I know well, well I know I we all feeling. do know <laughs> and that it's Gavin and Alex's last ever action replay extra yeah. time podcast yeah it, is, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah and what a way to go out for Gavin there <laughs> absolute <laughs> cluelessness <laughs> I think it pretty, much exe- it pretty much like shows what I have been in the last twelve episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Or if, if I'm not if, clueless, if, I'm hungover. Or if, if clueless in regards to sporting knowledge, absolutely not clueless in regards to one-liners, uh, in which there have been countless. There have been many, many. You know what I actually noticed that Gavin decided to edit together his best lines from Action Replay intro for the last podcast. Hmm. All the lines were his own. No, no. <laughs> just put in all it's his just own convenient lines. that I only have the lines. There's yeah. you're in it. Ian says one. Do I? You yeah. skipped my Sean Dyke line. I couldn't find it. See, I was just zooming through podcasts, and when I was, when I see like the the levels really high because you are all pissing yourselves laughing, that's when it catches my attention. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that I did. It's just I couldn't find any anything else. Gavin <laughs> ego boost Quinn. <laughs> He's uh, gonna guys, win the World Cup. Me now. <laughs> I'm gonna win the World Cup. Me, me, and me. That's four words, crap. Uh, for like, in fairness, um, <laughs> me and me. Before we do like properly wrap up with the World Cup, uh, we said our first three. But if you were to like pick anyone in your first three, that like is your dark horse, proper right. dark horse, like not just like not just Belgium, like, Roma. God damn it, okay. <laughs> Roma. There you go, Roma. Italy. Like your Costa Rica. Kind. Who's who's gonna be ha- your who's Holland. gonna be your Costa Rica? Oh, or, um, I don't know. Hmm. Egypt. Easy group. Decent draw if they get uh, if they top it and sort of they go. Quarter I'm gonna final say appearance. Nigeria. Quarter final appearance. I'm gonna say South Korea. I was gonna say that, but I'm gonna say Poland. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, that's really I mean, boring. Poland are top seeds, though. You can't really call them a, a dark horse. Ah, yeah, but, you can't but they are. Really considering you can't Poland. really say that they're going to win the whole thing, though. Know. <coughs> by default, you'd credit them with a quarterfinal appearance and seeding alone. Greece are going to win it this year. Yeah, they are, yeah. Uh, America are going to win it this year. Ireland are going to win this year. America you had to bring it up, didn't you? Amer- America are going to win. Thirty third team in the 2018 World Cup <laughs> is Costa Rica. Is Costa Rica? They're already in it. They're going in twice. They're playing in two different groups. Isn't it mad how all the home nations pretty much qualified for Euro 2016, uh, and only and then, like pretty much none of them qualified. England only got there. I mean, in fairness, that might be because it was only Europe for Euro 2016, whereas the entire world for the World Cup. Yeah, and it was like, 25. And you just like, let's have everybody. Did I actually ever tell you I was in Newbury talking to some guy about the World Cup like a couple? weeks ago and he started arguing with me that uh, Russia didn't qualify for the World Cup <laughs> I mean and I and like not on the basis of like not on the basis of like oh they haven't played a qualifying campaign he just said they kept losing <laughs> and I'm like but like y- you know they're going to qualify anyway because you know because the, the World Cup is in Russia and they're like no yeah but they haven't won any games you see like, and I'm like well yeah because they're they're hosting like doesn't matter so I found a bigger numpty than I am that can sit in that chair right there <laughs> and make me look good I can be up to Luke next year to identify him then really I didn't know you were talking to John Morley oh <laughs> I'm sorry John I don't mean that I just don't think you're very cl- clueful of it, or clue clueful wow wow if ever there was an ironic moment it's the end of this podcast where I where I call somebody a numpty and then say clueful well Gavin I, I promised you the outro so um yeah, but I don't know what to say. Like, what am I supposed to say? Time to oh, no. say goodbye. No, um, <laughs> in fairness, lads, I don't speak on behalf of just myself. I speak on behalf of Ian. I speak on behalf of Alex, Luke, uh, Hugh, Billy, John, Chris, Chris, John. Billy, really? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't Billy Keenan. Contract. Yeah, he hasn't filled the contract, so we can sue him. Sacked in. Um, all, all the live appearances as well, the likes of Mark and Colin and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and Greg, who weren't on the, the podcast specifically, but on the live shows. And Dylan as and well. Dylan as well. going to yeah. be deputy head of FM next year. So. Yeah, it's yeah. been look, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having a laugh, talking about everything and anything, uh, every what Thursday morning pretty much or Wednesday morning back last semester yeah and uh, yeah I've just I've just had a ball over the last year and it's it's sad to say goodbye and this is obviously our last episode of the year as well and next year you probably you'll probably see a lot more about Luke mm-hmm. and Ian hopefully will will hang around uh, I'll I'll pop on the podcast every now and again yeah yeah but, um, I'll get him on every week don't worry about that <laughs> but from Alex myself uh, Chris and Mark in particular it's been a pleasure and thanks so much for listening over the last year thanks and goodbye it's a testament to the, how well they've been able to you just got two notifications it's a testament to how well <laughs> guess who it is <laughs> now can I just Um, yeah, so that concludes all our Champions League talk and our football kind of current affairs talk. And now we get to... <laughs> current affairs. Current affairs, you know what I mean. <laughs> News. I love how we all just went, current affairs. <laughs> okay. oh. The reason why I actually love Milan Barros so much is because he was so slow and so stupid when he tried to get... <laughs> no, 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 can I, can I, can I finish this point? I know. Sorry, is Christy going for touch from Pam? Aim for the corner, please. We'll go for it. Balance. He accepts the balance he had with Paul Green going to the Euros without glove. You don't make. I don't like this point.
he's like, you know, obviously, like, he's like Freeway Cola, and Messi is Coca Cola. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that is all we have time this week for the Action Replay Extra Time podcast. Thanks to Gavin, Alex and Ian. This has been Action Replay Extra Time. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now.